and welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. Hope you're doing well. Looking outside, it's raining, 93, humid. Chance of rain in Florida, pretty much what you can um, chalk it up to this time of year. And it has been raining. Wasn't able, even able to teach today. There's so much water in the driving range that uh, they had to shut it down. So today's afternoon shower, probably not going to help the cause. But uh, we're not here for that. We're here to talk golf. We're here to talk about your game. We're here to talk about the pro game. A lot of good golf coming up. Uh, of course, the guys, speaking of heat, speaking of afternoon showers, Memphis, TPC Southwind. It's uh, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational, part of the World Golf Championship Series. Best players in the world are there. Tigers not, but the best are there, the top eight. And then we go to the PGA Championship, then the Wyndham, and then the three playoffs. And, uh, you know, there's a guy that I talk a lot about, Dustin Johnson, um, you know, and uh, what's going on uh, with him after withdrawing uh, last week at the 3M Open. I thought to myself, geez, I need to call my friend Alan Terrell. He's coach, been a longtime coach to him. Get him on the podcast and uh, and see what's going on. So welcome in, Alan. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Travis. Great to be here. Yeah. Is it uh, – what's it up there? Is it 92 chance of rain, just like it is here I'm up in yeah, the Myrtle Beach area? Probably – say that down the whole east coast this time of year it's uh hot and uh 50 every day so yeah you know we have it better than most but uh, this is a time of year you got to keep pushing yeah i see you making your posts um on instagram uh your players you work with a lot of good players a lot of top players uh most notably you've been the coach um for dustin johnson for a long time really enjoyed the piece on golf channel um your interview about DJ when he was younger, got to Coastal Carolina, and now um, obviously uh, to the uh, to the player that he is today uh, on the PGA Tour. And um, I got to tell you, I'm we haven't talked in a while. I'm I'm a little concerned right now watching our man here. You know, he was first at the Travelers. I was on pounding my chest. DJ's back. Let's go. I love when DJ's playing well. Then he missed the cut at Memorial. Shot 80-80. Then he goes to the 3M Open and withdraws from a back injury. How's our guy? Give us an update. I think that's just bad coaching. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's the easiest thing. No, in in seriousness, he's fine. You know, when he's playing four weeks in a row, he obviously struggled at Memorial. Um, we could talk about kind of why it has nothing to do really with swing mechanics. But uh, and then – you know, just had a little ding in his back and playing with Memphis coming up and PGA at Harding Park. I mean, those are two big events. Nothing to underscore the fine folks in Minnesota, but you just wanted to be a little cautious with those two events coming up. So that's the only yeah. reason. Is this something that has, you know, jumped up before in the past? I mean, DJ, I can't, you know, I know he had, he slipped down the stairs at the Masters, but this back lower back injury is this something that that no it's 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 nothing nothing prevalent um i mean everyone likes to make jokes about augusta but um yeah that was legit um crazy wet stairs at a rental home Mm -hmm. and uh i mean he's lucky he didn't break three ribs i mean i was there that was a, a pretty hard fall so he was just trying to move a car out because his kids was coming back from daycare and 
trying to help them not get wet and uh a simple gesture turned into uh really a a setback because he was rolling and uh yeah he, was. Know, he feels like he struggled a little bit ever since there for a while and then he had a little knee procedure um and that really bothered him at colonial more than he let on i mean mm-hmm. really before that week he wasn't sure he could go play hmm. but uh he tried to soldier on and uh just quit quite he you know he hung in there and unfortunately missed the cut and then uh kind of rallied up and and uh played decent connecticut but no he's good he's he's healthy it's not uh nothing chronic it's just it's just golf so a golf injuries at a bad time i don't think there's anyone more suited to to shake off a, a couple bad rounds than dj i mean he's probably how long do you think it took him just to forget about eh, whatever i'm ready to i'm re- on, on to the next round that's why he's one of the best yeah. um you know i he could write a book on bounce backs, but, uh, you know, I just text him like, dude, everything good. He's like just a rough few days. I mean, he shot 88. That's more than a rough few days, but, uh, you know, that's how, that's how he, he looks at it. Um, yeah. you know, some of that, every time he, he wins, um, his strategy gets a little more aggressive. And that's paid off before because he's he's had some stretches where he's back to back and even three in a row. But uh, you know, when you win, it's easiest to overlook some small things, and uh, sometimes you get away with that, and sometimes you don't. And uh, he he's uh he knows what he's doing. He's yeah, he understands. I mean. Memorial was a good kick in the pants, and unfortunately, he needed another kick in the pants, and he got it the first round at Minnesota. So he'll—I I would imagine—he's uh, going to be extremely focused in the next two events for sure. <laughs> we need a focus, DJ. I need. Yeah, it's DJ. not easy. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I. You and I have uh, exchanged uh, texts, and you know we've done trades. Those are together. confidential, right? <laughs> and I've always asked you the question. I was like, man, like I just, I'm not wired to do what you do and what these guys do. Like I, I'm just not. Like I get the question all the time. Like, why aren't you out there working with these players? Like I had a chance when I was younger, and I did a little bit. Here. I just felt like. I'm just not wired to do that. I'm kind of more wired to do this, kind of gift of gab, um, media side, TV side. And it's like, man, like, how do you keep these guys motivated? Like, how do you, Dustin Johnson motivated? The guy's so damn talented. Um, got all the money in the world, you know? I mean, and they're playing 20, what? What's he play? 20, what? Five weeks? 20. 20 weeks? Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, tour metal events, but, you know, the other kind of silly stuff you have. But, yeah, 20, 
Yeah, I mean, he he'd play 10 if he could, but uh, 20 he has to play. So, um, you know, that's a, uh, you know, I, you, the guy's 36. You get in there and you start trying to motivate a guy. I mean, you better be pretty smart about that. I mean, yeah, he'd look at you and laugh. So, you, you, I don't think it's about motivation. It's more about right. conversation. Okay, mm-hmm. what's going on? You know, where are you mentally? How's life off the course? You know, it, it's it's not. Listen, the guy wants to beat everyone by a hundred. I mean, he'll 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 compete as hard against you for a dime than he will for a million. So that's mm-hmm. not a factor. It's uh, there's so many things I think that viewers and listeners don't really understand that happens off the course. You know that you have to factor in mm-hmm. and these guys get, I think unfairly judged because they're just, they're just human beings. I mean, yep. they have a bad day and always oh, making a swing change or, you know, he's making bad decisions. Well, he just may have a crappy week. You know? mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's just life. So I don't look as deep into it maybe because I have a front row seat. And maybe that's a skewed version, but, you know, sometimes you just, there's no answers and, uh, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, one of those, let me, let me throw one at you and I'll let you react to it. Okay. As far as a criticism that would go DJ's way. Ready? Okay. Yep. So right now strokes gain around the green, he's 189. Stroke yeah. approach 115. Right now, when DJ was rolling, I mean, like crushing people. Right, he was significantly better than that. Right, and and yeah. the distance control with his wedges, the around the green finesse shot. You see those statistics. It's easy to say, DJ's not working hard enough, practicing those shots hard enough, as much as he was before. Fair or not? Uh, I'm going to say fair with a caveat. Um, okay. You know, new equipment, right? I love TaylorMade. They're one of my friends and sponsors. But these guys are forced to change equipment. Um, I don't think people understand that. So DJ, for example, you know, known for driving the golf ball every year he has to play a new driver well that sounds easy okay but it's not that easy for a guy that has great feel like him and then you get wedges they're going to launch lower they're going to spin different the ball changes for a feel guy like dustin most people that may not be a big deal but for him it is so there are some learning curves early in the year you know, I'm not making excuses, but it's not as easy as strokes gain X, strokes gains Y. I wish it was because my job yeah. would be easier. But right. there are some factors. I mean, he struggled with hitting it too long uh, with his irons early in the year. Um, worked through that, figured out some things with the golf ball. Went back to his old wedges. Um just not because they weren't good, because they're awesome. There's a lot of guys out there winning with the MG2s, but he just felt more comfortable 
with his older wedges. And I think that's, you see that all across the tour. You know, you look at, you look at Berger. I mean, he went back to irons they don't even make anymore. And, uh, you know, now he's one of the hottest players out there. So, again, there's a lot of variables I think people don't understand. They think these guys should be able to hit anything, and that should be true. But you got guys like Berger and DJ. It's a little different kind of cat. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout-out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting-edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter-weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the stripe show well i mean i mean to your point I mean, these are this is these are, this is a great example i mean to your point if, if you have wedges and you're dialed in with your wedges or your irons for that matter right and then you get a new set and all of a sudden you're hitting them too far and let's just say you're hitting it four yards too far right now you're another 12 feet well we know the difference between cutting from 12 feet versus 24 feet right so yeah. And then what that means as far as missing greens and then, then your confidence level and those things. So there's a trickle down and then what all that yeah. means in stroke gain. So it's not just as simple as, hey, he's 189 in stroke gain. Like it's, sometimes you love stats and sometimes you hate them. Yeah. Because uh, they don't necessarily show the full picture. Um, like fairways hit. Who cares? Um, right. Yeah, greens and regulation. Well, that seems to be a more popular stat lately. Obviously, stroke gain and stuff like that. But um, we, we, you know, to answer deep, more deep the question, we, I mean, we've had, I've sent him, you know, we do, I did like the last five years. Okay, here's your, here's your wedges, here's everything. Because that, when you talk about motivating, you don't have to say a lot, you have to present information. Let them motivate themselves. Yeah. And, okay, here's where you were 2016. Here's what you did well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, every year can be different. You had some great years not doing the same as that. Again, I think you see that across the board. There may not be a necessarily a pattern, okay, but you just want to present it to them and let them make the decision because at the end of the day, it's, if, if it's not their idea, it's not going to last. <laughs> Why do you say that? Cause my experience in working with these players like this, I got to the point, I remember I was like, I got to a point where I was like, you have to create the environment for them for, for it to be their idea for their discovery. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd love to, for that to be for everyone on the lesson tee. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get enough time right. for that to present itself. But when you spend as much time with maybe a, a tour professional, and again, it sounds arrogant, but 
a few, you know, a few of us are lucky to have that opportunity, but, you know, just pure chance. But, you know, when your goal is that they start, they sound like they're kind of regurgitating what you told them and they, and they, and, and they own it. And I like, they made it up themselves. And then when they start doing that, then, uh, then, you know, you're probably going to have a good week. <laughs> that's good stuff right there. I mean, uh, it's funny. Like I, you know, talking to a lot of coaches, I, I think that's very consistent. I really do. Um, that coach player dynamic, that player coming to the table with here's what's going on. Even if it was the coach's idea or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like who cares the players, <laughs> when the players bringing it to you saying, here's the deal. And you're like, yep, that's the deal. Now you're moving in the right direction, right? Like, yeah, exactly. The, the ownership is there, and 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 you know as much time as you spent with them, like you figured out how to create that environment in those scenarios for him to realize, okay, it's go time, and here's how we're gonna do it. You know, yeah. here's what we're gonna do because when DJ's a hundred, when DJ's a hundred, and he's focused, he's one. Of, he is one of the best players in the game. No question. Yeah, about he's he's it. gonna down. be hard to beat. He's going to be hard to beat. So you're telling me we're heading into this. I feel you're a telling, trick question. Here we come. Here, here we, you're telling me we're heading into the FedEx, St. Jude. We got we got PGA. We're going to – DJ's a, he's 100%. He's healthy, and he's, he's going to be he, – he's on the he's horse. Good. He's ready he's to go. He's good to go. Let's do it. I mean, he loves Memphis. Obviously, two wins, a little hole yep. out one time. Um that was his last shot he hit there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think it was. No, he played yeah. He played last year. Oh, okay. He played, I would call it playing. He was there last year. Because <laughs> um, yeah. they came right They came right from uh, from uh, Fort Rush. They went right to Memphis last year. That's right. Okay. And, uh, yeah, not, not a good showing. But uh, – yeah, no, he he's uh again usually playing at what early June. It shouldn't be that much different, but uh, no, he uh, he's played well there. It's a, t- it's a good challenge, good golf course. So yeah, it is right. I mean, you got it's a par seventy. I mean, two par five. Yeah. Um, yeah. some good par fours, right? Really good par fours. Very good um, par threes too, and yeah. very good par threes. Yeah, it is a good golf course. It'll be. It'll be like 85, but it'll feel like 160. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of getting used to that. Uh, Memorial wasn't uh, wasn't a uh, a freezer, that's for sure. So, no. you know, it's just you know they're lucky. I mean, they're out there playing, so they're not complaining. They're happy to be there. Um, so, are we gonna? Is he showing up with a blade or a mallet this week? <laughs> or do you know? But I sometimes I leave on Wednesday night and could answer that question, and the next day I look like a fool. So I just kind of stay stay uh, pretty neutral on what that. I mean, he he loves his uh, his uh, trust one TV one trust from Taylor Made and um, putted one of his best putting performances at. Uh, at Travelers, but he does not mind putting one in the closet. So um, I, I just kind of stay out of that. Yeah. You know, I, 
I watched him putt pretty awesome in our prep for Fort Worth with a, with a certain style putter and that lasted 36 holes. Um, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I just set myself up to look stupid. So, <laughs> um, that's, that's the day to day call and I'm not involved. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody that switches putters more on tour. Is there? I mean, Oh, uh, you know, we had it pretty simple. We, you know, we, we, we won, not we, I don't know. He, he won Oakmont with a Scotty. Okay. Uh, won nine times with the Scotty. Never won with anything else. Switched a lot. Never won except with the Scotty. Um, won Oakmont. And then by the time Crooked Stick came around for the BMW, we'd switch to a mallet. He putted his eyes out there with the Spider. Won that by a zillion. And then kept rolling with that forever. And then he won uh, Northern Trust up at Glen Oaks with uh, with a tailor-made blade. And then then he just started bouncing back and forth. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, don't know. It's frustrating. I mean, I know as a coach when, you know, living in that arena, when – players are switching around, jumping around, like doing different things. It can get frustrating a little bit and probably just, you know, get to the point where it's like, okay, the player's going to, he's going to, it's his decision. He's going to, he's going to change putters. I'm going to, I'm going to quit getting pissed off about it, you know? Well, I try to always remind myself, I'm not in his shoes. I'm not putting a four foot downhill slider to Augusta, you know? So, you know, as much as, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm kind of used to it, so maybe not as frustrating now. But yeah, it it's like frustrating when we walk out on Tuesday at a golf course and there's eight putters, and you want to do some work to get ready for a tournament, and it's more of a demo day. Um, that that used to get frustrating, but you know, it's just. But at the end of the day, that's my issue, not his. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. he's the one playing. And that's the process he likes to go through so he feels confident in what's under his putter cover. I'm not I, – I don't think it's my role to question it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, and you don't have to answer it, but let <laughs> me <laughs> um, ask you about how it works with Claude Harmon III. Because okay? I know – I know DJ works with you a lot at your facility there in South Carolina. I see you posting it and I see him posting it. And then I see Claude out there with him sometimes standing on the range with him and, you know, yeah, they're, sure. uh, they're doing some work. And then I know there was a time where DJ, they, they split and now they're doing some more together. And of course, with Harmon some too. Yeah, for sure. How does, how does that dynamic work? with Claude out there with DJ and then you doing a lot of the work back at the facility. Yeah. So I, how does, so, how yeah. does that work? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, what, I don't have the answer. Um, yeah. One is for, you know, he, he still sends butchy swings, which is cool. Um, 
you know, I mean, of course it's cool. I'm not, again, this is Dustin's call. It's not my call. So he, he, he's got to direct his development. If he likes how it's going, then, then that's his call. I, I don't, for the record, talk to Claude. I don't even have his number. Um, I've talked to Butchie some. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to travel out there. I, I don't like the whole idea. I think the work's done before a tournament, if you're doing it right. I think, um, you know, I couldn't answer why Dustin wants all of the different coaches. Maybe he's just comfortable with me since I've been with him for a while. Um, yeah, but again, it's, it's his decision. So it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. So, um, as long as the messages are clear and, but the thing with DJ is he's not like someone who's going to listen exactly to everything you say and do exactly what you're going to, it's not like one of the lessons you come in who's taking lessons from every top 100 instructor in the country and they're just shopping the list. I mean, he doesn't, that's not how he is. He's trying to find a feel that allows him to hit a ball that comes out of his window and, and shapes the way he wants it. And if Claude gives that to him that week or if I give him that that week or Butchie, you know, and he plays well. That's 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 how he's built his career. And he's so, been. I mean, it's been like this for a while now, too. I mean, this is new. Like he. <laughs> well, I've been with him since the start, in yeah. 2008, and then I didn't want to travel. I was still coaching college, and I was going to get fired from one of them. Uh, trying to do both, and I just realized. I mean, what impact? I just didn't feel like it was a good time spent. Like it's nice for you personally because the cameras are there, but actually if it helps the player, I mean, they're not playing Monday. They play nine holes Tuesday. They play a pro on Wednesday where they only hit can only hit one ball. So how much work are you actually going to get done at a tournament? Yeah. So I'd rather go in, and this is where we changed back in 2011, I think, is I would just come in three days before he left, and we'd start, we just, if he needed anything, if not, we just, I'd go out and watch him play. If he had any questions, if he was struggling, we'd fit it. Sometimes he has none, and I'd do nothing. So, you know, it's just kind of like a check-in. And, uh you know, Claude travels out there, and, and that's great. You know, he's out there with Brooksy and, um, you know, has someone for Dustin to check in with. It, it doesn't. Whatever. Whatever's, whatever helps Dustin be successful is all I yeah. care about. Yeah. DJ is ready to to put it to Claude, or to put it to um, Brooksy, isn't he? He's ready to. <laughs> I can't answer that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't talk in those terms. I just, I mean, I just, you know, he's, he's time. ready to put it to everyone. Yeah. So there you go. yeah, it's just how, how he is not, not in an arrogant way of if anyone yeah. thought he was arrogant or they don't know him. 
but uh, he just uh, he just likes to compete. Yeah, does he he get a little chippy when uh, when buddies are playing better or getting? I don't think he cares about attention because he doesn't really like it. But yeah, he, he doesn't like it when he knows he's better than players mm-hmm. that are that are having more success. So I. I I assume we may see a, a chippy DJ over the next couple of weeks. I'm in. I'm in. Because I'm going to tell you right now, DJ, peak DJ, and peak Rory, there's nobody that makes the game look easier than those two. Rory and DJ? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two different cats there. But I'm uh, just saying, like, they don't, when they're going on the floor, oh, yeah, they control. make the game look stupid simple like you know like, but they it, both it, make it look super hard <laughs> when it's going the other well, way they're human right you yeah, said that earlier yeah yeah they, they're human they are but you know? uh two yeah, good friends they both practice at bears um both practice at grove so um yeah you know michael band's a great guy and a good instructor for Rory forever. So, um, yeah, that swing's fun to watch. Hard to teach, so don't try to do that. But, uh, but, but fun to watch uh, in motion for sure. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna name a few names here, and then I want you to tell me what they all have in common. Okay. Oh boy. So you got you got John Rom now as number one, right? Yeah. You got Rory McIlroy number two. You got um, <laughs> you got JT JT three right? All in common. And then you got DJ at four, and then you got Brooks at five. Whew. All in common. Uh, they've all been number one. I mean, <laughs> so, so personality or swing. Rom's or? coach. Rom's coach. Yeah, I don't Bain, know him. Right. Yeah, but. How long has he been with him? Forever. Oh, wow. This is a cool little stat. I have to remind Dustin of this so I don't get fired. Forever. Rory with Bannon. Forever. JT is dad. Dad. Forever. Dustin, you, the Harmons. Forever. Yeah. Um, And Brooks with Claude. Forever. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, to to call, I mean, calls. But Pete Callens worked with uh, Brooksy a lot too. So, I mean, when, okay, when yeah, yeah, I mean, when Brooksy was over on European tour or Challenge tour, he was working with Pete. So, but okay. yeah, but I, Fair, I yeah. didn't mean to mess your point up. But, but, but still, Pete's with him. So your point's even more strengthened as it's the same. They've kept their team together. Yeah, that's right. No, thank you. That's right, Pete Callen, in particularly in the short game, right mm-hmm. on. Correct. And working with and working yeah. with Brooks, so you know the consistency is there. You know, um, there's a lot to say that. Now you're all great teachers, obviously, which helps. But I don't know, just kind of interesting, right? There's not a whole lot of uh, jumping around, even though it might be seem a little. It's, you know, the fact that you and Claude don't communicate is interesting, <laughs> but it, it, but it, it is. works for DJ. It works yeah. for DJ in that he kind of. Well, if he doesn't like me one week, he can fluctuate <laughs> more to Claude. And if Claude pisses him off, he, you know, he's nicer to me. So, 
it's yeah. good. He doesn't have to make a decision. He can uh, he he can uh, just depend on the mood who he likes. But uh, that that is a joke. No, Claw's been a huge help for DJ Brooke. Um, obviously, Butchie has. I mean, listen, I coached him in college. Yeah. Whoopie do. I mean, helped him along the way. Continue to help him, but. For someone to think they're the only person that influences a player to greatness is pretty arrogant. Yeah. So he's learned from Claude. He's learned from Butchie. He's learned from other people that we aren't even talking about. So I, I get it. I've been doing this long enough. I mean, a lot of people get a little sensitive because all they care about is credit, but <laughs> credit's a two-way street. So... At the yeah, end of the day, if your player doesn't play well, um, it doesn't matter. You know, let me throw this out at you, too. Like, Rom, I don't know John Rom, um, but he doesn't strike me as a real – now, let me take a step back. Rom does work with Dave Phillips and, and the fitness side on TPI, so they, and they've been doing okay. that for a long time. They've been doing all that for a long time. But Rom doesn't strike me as a real technical guy. Um, in his in his swing, like he's not he's not out there with TrackMan on the range. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, um, I haven't. Rory isn't real technical. He's not traveling with his coach. He's out there normally by himself. He use TrackMan, I think, for he lives a little know, bit. Yeah, for distance, right, with wedges and things like that. Yeah. Um, which that's pretty much what DJ uses it for. Um, Correct. And then. You know, Brooks doesn't strike me as real technical. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> JT, no. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I, like, I, I don't know JT very well. I, I see him at the Bears and try to listen in, but I haven't seen him that much to know what he does. You know, and then there's you know, and then I there there are the technical players, which that's the way. Yeah, I just wired, started right? helping one, Alex Norn. <laughs> Oh goodness, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's a whole different. And anyway, it, it, yeah. it's 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 interesting. You know, you look at these players, and I thought you would appreciate the the alliances to the coaches. All right, so Dustin's going to tee it up. Got a couple more questions. Dustin's yeah. going to tee it up. Yeah, he's he's 100%. teeing up with uh, Terrell and uh, Lowry tomorrow. Yep. I don't think there's a more underrated player than Terrell Hatton. Hmm. Interesting. He's, he's always there. Yeah. The dude's got no weaknesses. I'm telling you, like the guy hits it straight, good around the green. Great putter. Great putter. Great putter. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the more underrated players. Anyway, that's, um, who is his third? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have Shane uh, or Sean Lowry. Shane Lowry. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those guys will have a – I'm sure I, – I would imagine – I know Shane a little bit. DJ and Shane. They're good, a good, they're good pals, a, yeah. Yeah, I can see them being buddies. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. both chill. Yeah, we were lucky to getting... play a practice round with Rory and Shane at PGA last year. It was uh, – <laughs> they're cool dudes. Yeah, they are. I did a I did a, a piece for Golf Digest with Shane um, early in the year, and we had a great day. He was he was awesome, really cool. Um, and you know, DJ, he sent me these videos 
about a month and a half ago of DJ when he was younger. Um, and I just, I sat there and I watched it for like a half hour. I was like, wow. It's a little different. You know, it, was like this, it, it was different. And yeah. his, his, um, his, his lead arm looked more around him and his mm. left wrist didn't look as both right. when he was younger. Yeah. And now his left arm looks a little more upright. His left wrist looks more bowed, but right. you, you're like, you, you're always like, you're always trying to kind of keep the lead arm depth, right? A little bit around him. So he, he can then just kind of turn and get it on the center of the face and fade it from there and, and keep it off the toe. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, the left arm, um, vertical depth is, you know, is obviously influenced, or not influenced, but it's going to influence the wrist condition. So last thing you want to do is get that vertical arm with a flat left wrist, unless you have a super strong grip. Um, his grip's kind of neutral at best. So he just, one is his grip has gotten a little weaker when he's gotten out on tour over time. Um, I think for him to feel cut, he started swinging his left arm out because that helps him feel more of a, you know, a cut feel coming through the ball. But uh, some of it's power. You know, a vertical lead arm with a bow left wrist is going to make him super open up more. Um, but there, there's no equation of why that's happened. Um, we just try to keep it in balance. That's for sure. Yeah. But when he's rolling, he's just turning left. And stay, right? just, Say that again. I said when DJ's rolling and just peering it, he's just yeah. like he he's got he's just basically turning left through impact hard, and the fade is just coming out of that window perfect. Yeah, so he's definitely he's he's always good at opening, but what happens is is if the if the handle gets too far forward, so you can open hard, but and people think forward shaft lane and whatever you know. Unfortunately, people teach that, but that actually makes the ball actually pushes the club face to the right too much. So you know we're always actually trying to get him to pretty normalize that shaft lane he never will but it's a feeling for him to try to level that out before the ball um yeah but he's definitely trying to open but if you start banging a few to the right it's a little hard to open up so we try to give him a reason to open and if we can get that club um lined up a little more with the hands especially with the longer stuff he's he's pretty good Mm -hmm. is it does he does he kind of like crowd it does he kind of stay down on it and that leans the shaft forward kind of smothers it a little bit or is he is is it for him like trying to open and kind of stay tall where kind of everything kind of gets more in line for impact well if you think about if you take a if you take his flex lead wrist bowed whatever and, and you just take that same condition back to impact and you look at where that f- actually back of the wrist is pointed. It's 30 yards to the right. It's not left. So, you know, people think that's closed. Well, not really. If 
it's closed to the plane, but you take that back down to impact. That that club face is pointed really right. And if you think, where's his misses when he he's in under the gun? Yeah, you're right. With the you know, whistling straight, St. George's. So, yep. so it's more, you know, his left is more of a save. So, yeah, you know, I think some of it is a little oversimplified, but yeah. um, again, with that, you know, he, the cool thing about his swing is he does not have a lot of, rotation if any in that club face i mean it's obviously you bow the wrist and then you extend the wrist there's not a lot of rotation in the swing right and you know that's pretty good way of doing it it just takes uh takes a lot of different matchups to make it work yeah the wrist is kind of working on that horizontal plane, right? Yeah, it's definitely got to. It's definitely got to extend. Yeah. If his lead yeah. wrist stays bowed and impact, and and I okay. know there's a popular pop culture out there that likes to teach that, but you know that's nice to hit the ball solid, but not online. So, you know, when he struggles, he hits it too far. So. You know, we're take when that wrist bows, you're taking loft off the golf club. So we're trying to, you know, we're working more on yardage control than anything. So when he he starts juicing it over greens, that's always a red flag. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, sounds like a that's a PGA Tour problem. <laughs> it's definitely you know, not. It's, we got a lot of yeah. listeners right now going. What am I the talking this, about? Who in the yeah. hell do you think this guy is? Hitting yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so, you're right though. I mean, that's it's a PGA yeah. Tour problem. I mean, this is yeah, that's not a normal. Too- Most people are cupped lead wrist and yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, got to throw the club head outside the hands to square it. So, um, you know, he, I'd, I'd take his issue over most. <laughs> for sure, for my everyday teaching. right now. I didn't see that all day, and I didn't see <laughs> Dustin today. So, uh, well said, well said. All right, my man. Why? Well, I, um, I wanted to check in, um, talk to you first and foremost. But I, I had to see how our guy DJ was doing. Everybody, everybody's healthy. He's good. Um, and um, I'm pumped, man. I, I love Memphis. I love TPC Southwind and. By golly, we got a we have a major championship ahead of us. I know, isn't that cool? The first major in August. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's yeah, just, thank, I don't even know what I don't even know thank what God for golf. They're doing yeah. a hell of a job. I keep I'm saying watching that. They don't baseball get actually right now uh, from the distance while I talk to you, which is kind of actually cool. I'm watching yeah. my Braves get smoked, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great to have golf going. And Memphis, great golf course, Southwinds, and then Harding Park's a phenomenal place. And then they go to Sedge, and then uh, then they t- back to TPC Boston, which is cool. And then Olympia yep. Fields, and then East Lake. So it's going to be a fun next stride here. It is. I'm excited. I'm excited. He's 100. percent He's ready to go, and um, we'll see what happens. 
Alan, thank you uh, on the podcast, and um, we'll stay in touch, and uh, good luck with Alex Noren, too. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando, Florida, and are ready to get back on the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports to celebrate the return of basketball DraftKings will have not one but two one million dollar top prizes for the first two days of the resume season so get in on all of the action now if you haven't tried it yet fantasy basketball is easy to play just pick eight players stand to the salary cap and pile up points for three pointers rebounds assists and more there's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a, a shot at one million dollars but if basketball isn't for you don't worry DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament with millions of dollars up for grabs this week there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.